Hey everyone, it's Cameron here, and before we get started, I had two things that I wanted to go over real quick. So first off, if you remember back in our first episode of Season 2, we ended with a trivia question and said, hey, we're going to give you a question each week that you can write in and tell us the answer to, and we'll give you a shout-out. Well, that was, I guess, poor planning on our part, because we record these so far in advance that it would be a huge hassle to, to go back and edit those episodes with your answers in them. So we're not going to do that. I'll just go ahead and tell you the answer. So I asked you, you know, who designed the Game Boy Advance shell, the initial one? And I thought that was surprising because it's not a, a Japanese developer. It's actually created by a French designer named Gwinnell Nicholas and his studio, Curiosity Inc. So sorry, we're not going to stick with those questions for you, but feel free to keep sending us messages. We, we love to hear from you. And then the next thing is that, unfortunately... Last week, Lindsay was on the episode, which was great, but I had my mic positioned in between both of us, and I had the gain turned up to hear us better. This week, I forgot to turn that gain back down, so throughout this episode, you're going to notice very bad audio from me, because I am just like maxing out my mic, blowing it out on (laughs) just about everything I say, so I'm very sorry about that, but uh, it will get better from here on out. Like I said, we're always learning. So, with that, let's go ahead and jump on over to some real bad audio. Welcome to Region Unlocked, a podcast about video games and friendship. This episode was recorded previously in Japan and in Indiana, live from our studios. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Region Unlocked Season 2. Welcome back, everyone, to Region Unlocked. Hey, guys. Jake, how are you? Uh, I'm doing okay, Cameron. How about you? It's been a, it's been a pretty solid week for me. Um, and I think you, you that you've been doing You just asked how some... I was doing and immediately jumped over and started talking about yourself. Well, yeah, you just asked how I was doing. Now, how are you doing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I'm good. Yeah, I, I did have a good week. I was just on vacation in South Carolina. And nice had a very good time i also played a new game while i was there i wanted to talk oh, to yeah? you about yeah, which one um steam world dig 2 on switch have you heard of that i i've not that sounds interesting what is it so it is it's kind of like a metroidvania crossed with dig dug oh to where okay you just play this robot and it's like this cute colorful world where you're just constantly like mining downwards and then okay. you you take your gemstones and whatnot, and you have to go up back to the surface and upgrade like your pickaxe, your light, mm-hmm. so you can see better. And okay, yeah, gotcha. it was a lot of fun. I was really surprised because I heard a lot about it back when like the Switch came out. Because when the Switch came out, all we had was Breath of the Wild, right? So yeah, people played much. Breath of the Wild, and then just started digging through all these indie games. And yeah, it was it was good. It took me like nine hours, but. I flew through it. I highly oh, recommend nice. it. I think I got it for like five bucks on sale. Oh, nice, nice. I'll have to check about that later. Um, that sounds pretty cool. It's a yeah. that's a fun format. I'll say. There's a lot of good indie games on that console, but it's nice to know about what they're like first before you play them. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I recommend it. Um, awesome. But y- you 
you went to Super Potato. Oh, yes. I went to Super Potato in downtown Osaka. And there's actually two within like 10 minutes of each other, just in walking distance. So like you said earlier... Oh, say what? What is it? What's Super Potato? Oh, Super Potato. Yeah, it's it's a amazing video game shop that specializes in like every single genre possible that's ever come out. And mm-hmm. like you said, it's kind of laid out like a museum in a way. Like, yeah, it's a normal shop, but like this place specializes in super, super rare video games. Like, I was surprised. I mean, a lot of uh, shops in Japan are very condensed anyway, meaning, like, everything's very, like, kind of crunched together and everything's uh, very condensed, if you will. So when you walk in there, you don't think much of it, like, oh, another video game shop. But then I was looking through the display case with, like, unopened games from 20 years ago that are priced at, like, 10,000 U.S. dollars. Oh, my gosh. Like, I kid you not. There there were games that were over a million yen, which is about 10,000 U.S. dollars. So I did not bring enough money the first time I went there to buy anything because I was just thinking, oh, cool, I'll pick something up. But the interesting stuff was not cheap. Um, but there were like Game Boy Lights there, unopened, super rare uh, N64 models, original Nintendo models. Um, gosh, just about everything you could possibly want. So, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I ended up um, going back there with a lot more cash on me, and I bought a brand new japanese the last of us part 2 ps4 pro oh you did yeah i did the whole whole console yeah i bought the whole console because it was priced cheaper than any other time i'd seen it new and i'm like oh my gosh okay this is going to be valuable someday because not only is the ps4 nearing the end of its life but i highly doubt that they sold a ton of these they probably did but still like i thought it was cool I needed so, a new PS4 anyway. <laughs> what is special about it? Like, are there pictures or graphics on it or something? Yeah, the top of it has Ellie's tattoo etched into it, the design. It's really mm. cool. Uh, oh. And on top of that, it's a PS4 Pro. It came with a Japanese copy of the game and some other collectible goodies inside. So, yeah, just kind of a cool addition to the video game collection of mine that does not need to get any bit, uh, any bigger. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll so have to that. throw some of those pictures on, uh, on our Twitter. Remember, check out the yes. region unlocked Twitter account. Very excellent content. Oh yes. Reviewed. <laughs> Including some super potato photos, if I'm not mistaken. I hope so. All right. Yeah. Anyway, so today, we're going to move on talking about the the 2000s of our gaming nostalgia. So last two episodes, we finished up talking about the Game Boy Advance, which was a lot of fun. I'm actually still playing it right now. I nice. really love my Game Boy Advance. But today I thought we'd cover something that was not as close to me. And okay. we actually didn't cover it at all in the 90s, and that's the PlayStation. Because yeah. did, did you really even play the first PlayStation? I did, yeah. But I played a heck of a lot more PS2. I do have some pretty solid time on the PS1, though. Okay. Well, excellent. So that is what we're going to dive into today. But uh, before we start, let's take a break. All right. Let's, let's break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. 
So, welcome back, everyone. Last week, we had our, our first attempt at having a guest on the episode. My wonderful wife, Lindsay, joined us, and I think it went all right. So, we're going to try it again this week. So, to talk about his PlayStation expertise, you know him as one of my friends and also one of Jake's friends. It's Mark Clemens. Hey, hey. <laughs> thank you for having me on. Also, well, also, go, known as, also known as the jerk friend. The jerk friend. <laughs> Why? Tell, tell us about that. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just was a very bad person for a stretch of four years. And that, that earned me the title of jerk friend for how I treated my friends, I guess. I think four years <laughs> is a is a bit of an underestimate. <laughs> but anyway, Mark, why are we friends? What's our history? Why? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it's probably connected to video games, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Um, I know. I have a story about our earlier interactions before we were like close friends. Okay. But, so we used to ride the bus to school, and you had, I don't know what this was, but you had this little handheld gaming thing Yep. that it had, I don't know, what what brand was it? What Do you know what it was? I know what you're talking about. So it, it like advertised itself as having like thousands of games, mm-hmm. but when you actually fired it up, it would, it played like super old, you know, like the first games that were ever like Pong and stuff like that. Is that what you're yeah, talking like about? Yeah, like Tetris and Snake and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, you, you had this, and I thought, that is awesome. And I'd ask you all the time, like, can I can I try it for a little bit? Can I play? And you'd be like, no, we're not friends. <laughs> Only my friends get to play this. I'm like, ah. And so I actually put an effort into, like, trying to become friends, and then, like, each day I'd be like, can I play? And you'd be like, hmm, you're a... You're a quarter more, my friend. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I got to play it once. And nice. Then, and then at some point in middle school, I don't remember why, but we just were having conversations about like Jack and Daxter and Ratchet and Clank. And then you just started having me over like every week as we played through those games together, which was pretty cool. Yeah. And I, I feel like we, one person would come over to the other person's house. And we would, we would play like the single player versions of those games, right? Mm-hmm. And, just and you, would either, you would either play until you got done with a mission, and then you would hand it off to the other person, or you'd play until you die. Was was probably our rule, if I'm remembering right? Maybe. Yeah. So a lot of those games were PlayStation Two games when when you were over at my house, at least. Yeah, that was the only reason we were friends because you had games I couldn't play, so had to come to you. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> video Sweet. games bring people together they, they do. do but yeah then anyway uh fast forward to like six years ago both of you were in my wedding which really kind of brought the friend groups together and then ever since then jake has been hanging out with all of us as well and it's just been a good time and then he moved to japan now he's out I, would, yeah. I wouldn't say like Jake is a friend of mine. Like if he tried to come over and play games, I wouldn't let him. That's my code. <laughs> yeah, I moved too far away for that. I need to <laughs> regain my status again. Hopefully, this is helping. <laughs> yes, it is. Hopefully. Oh, okay. Awesome. All right. So, generally, the way we do things, 
is we we talk about some fun facts and then we we get into the stories. Fun facts is really all I have to provide for you too because I have almost no experience with the original PlayStation. Uh, PS2 I can talk more about, especially because there's so many multi-platforms that I played on other consoles. But uh, let's get into it. So first off, did either of you own a PlayStation 1? Oh, I never did. Okay. So so kind of. Uh, I was probably, I feel like I was too young to own a a console maybe. And my Mm -hmm. brother owned one. And basically his rule was, you are not to play any of my games or play my PlayStation if I ever want to play it. But if I'm not around and you've happened to find another game to play, you can play on my PlayStation. Okay, very polite. So what I would do is we had like, we subscribed to like Game Informer or something. One of those old gaming magazines. And sometimes they would come with like a... Uh, demo games in them like you'd shake mm-hmm. out a game and mm-hmm. that's like I didn't have any buying power back in the day so I would I would take those little like demo games and pop those in and those were technically mine my games <laughs> that I could play dude hey. I miss demo discs yeah those were great <laughs> I mean that's a perfect way to get to play the system and that's actually how I got started with the PS1 as well really oh nice it was with the demo discs. Uh, mine was from Pizza Hut, that little yeah, one that you nice. got. Yeah, and it had all these like new samples of new games at the time, and that's how I got to play the PS One. Similarly, I'd be like, "Hey, friend who has a PlayStation, I've got this cool new game," and it's just demos, and that was my excuse to go and play with their PlayStation. So, the rest yeah, is history. That was similar for me. My uncle had one, and. All I ever played was the demo disc. I'm pretty sure it was just like uh, the first level of Spyro and then like a level of Emperor's New Groove. And I, pl- I played <laughs> nice. those a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'd be able to play them for like five minutes and then they'd, they'd cut and say like you need to buy the full game. Right. But I would just mm. play, I would replay the demo just right. 20 times, you know. Like I probably yeah. played the Metal, Metal Gear Solid demo on the, on mm. the original PlayStation, I think. Yep, 20 that was times. it. <laughs> yep, and you know, yeah, you'd finish it real fast, but like, oh, I've found a new way I can do this five-minute level. Oh, yeah, another yeah. way that you can do it. <laughs> yep. Why not? So, do either of you really know any history about how the PlayStation One came to be? Hmm. Well, Sony was like, "Let's make the PlayStation." That's about all I know. <laughs> well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh not, my. That's, that's not all I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so allow me to, to blow your minds. So, Nintendo, you know, they they dominated for a yes. long time. But they still made, they were running everything on cartridges and cartridges, they're expensive and they don't have a lot of memory on them. A mm. disc, like a PlayStation disc can hold up to 300 times more than a cartridge so snap similar to the n64 disk drive nintendo wanted to make a disk drive for the super nintendo and they partnered with sony to make this so they were working with sony for a long time to make this disk drive and because of this relationship that they gained sony was allowed to like make their own version of the Super Nintendo. 
It was weird. It was like wow. a, a Sony console that played Super Nintendo games and discs that you put in it. And because of this, it gave Sony like some... Basically, they had all the license rights to the discs or something like that. And hmm. Nintendo was afraid they were gonna, Sony was getting too much power. They were getting too much control with like their licensing fees. And uh, they were afraid that they were going to create a rival in Sony. That Sony was going to get too powerful because of this. So, anyway, fast forward to the Consumer Electronics Show of 1991. There, Sony unveiled the Nintendo PlayStation. What? Which was which was their console that could play both. So they announced this partnership, the Nintendo PlayStation. And then the next day, Nintendo comes out, cancels their contract, and says, no, we're going with Philips instead. Which was mm. a rival of Sony, and Philips is not a Japanese company. And like that's this unspoken rule of Japanese business practices. Like Nintendo betrayed another Japanese company. And like it was just an outright betrayal. Like this was ridiculous that they did this. And Sony, they, I mean, they were humiliated. They just announced this console and then get shut down the next day by their quote unquote partner. And so, out of spite, they're just like, okay, we're gonna con- we're gonna go on with it. We're still gonna make it. We're gonna make our own version. And. <laughs> and then ironically, Nintendo didn't even stick with Philips. They dropped Philips too. Oh gosh. So they never even made this disk drive for the Super Nintendo. So all they gained out of this was making a rival. That's wow. it. Wow. <laughs> this whole oh. endeavor. So um yeah, they created the PlayStation and because they they wanted to bring in as many developers as they could, they made it super easy to develop for. And the CDs are super easy to manufacture when compared to cartridges. So they just started raking in developers and even mm. stole Squaresoft from Nintendo, making Final Fantasy exclusive with Sony. And it's just, it's insane that PlayStation only exists because Nintendo screwed them over and wow. created their like ultimate rival. <laughs> oh my gosh. That should be made into like some blockbuster movie. I'm surprised it hasn't. Holy cow. <laughs> the the Sony, no, what was it? The Nintendo PlayStation? Was that it? Yeah. That's like you a total oxymoron a now. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, you can look up the prototype online and, and see what it looked like. Wow. That is crazy. I feel like something happened at that conference. Like somebody insulted someone's mom or something happened and they yeah. <laughs> sever, severed that relationship in a day. That's probably what yeah. it took. One executive yelling something at another. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. I'm sure I've skimmed some of the details, but that's it in a nutshell. Wow. That that's is crazy. No kidding. And look what it's turned into. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I know. All right. Wow. <laughs> so here's another fact for you. We got the controller, right? And the controller is weird, I'd say. At least compared yes. to what came before it, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have letters. It's got symbols on the buttons, right? Mm-hmm. Now, these symbols, they decided to go with these instead of letters because they thought they were more like pictures, which are more universally understood mm-hmm. than letters. So 
each icon actually has a, uh, an explanation for its existence. So, like, triangle represents, like, the player's point of view. It's like the head. Hmm. And that's why, you know, in a lot of original games, pressing triangle is what, like, brought you into first-person view or, like, where you can move the camera around. Kind of like, mm. you know, the up the top C button on the N64 controller. Yeah. And then they thought square was, like, a map or a menu. And so square was, like, the menu button or, like, a piece of paper. Hmm. And then X and circle represent just yes and no. So there's actually a bit of confusion where a lot of Japanese games, circle was the actual like confirmation button while X was the back button. Mm, and that's so exactly they actually the case. Caused, yeah, so they caused a bunch of issues <laughs> where we uh, switched it around when it came to America where they were making X as the select button and circle as the back button. Yeah, huh. even on the PS4 that I just bought, the buttons are reversed um, because it's Japanese. So huh. it, it's it's really difficult, but you have to rethink <laughs> everything. But in the long run, I mean, it makes more sense, circle being yes and X being no, but it's weird because in America, it's just the opposite. Well, which doesn't make sense. I don't know why we flipped it because still circle yes, X, no makes sense. I wonder if it's because of like, you know, the placement for other buttons with other companies like A and B, if that has anything to do with it. No, because even the Super Nintendo A... Is on is like the rightmost button, which is where circle is on a PlayStation controller. Okay, that's weird. Hmm. It is, and actually, Nintendo all their consoles still do that, where A is to the right, B is the bottom one. Same with the Switch. Okay, so I, I have huh. a hot take about the controllers, the PlayStation One what, controllers. They suck. They are the the least durable controller of any console ever because I have like five. Four or five, at least, in a tub over here. Yeah. And all of them are <laughs> defective in some way. Like a button is broken, or the D-pad doesn't work, or you can't pause the game. So, like, back in the day for specific games, I would have to have two controllers. And, like, if I wanted to pause the game, I would have to unplug one, plug the other one in, because that, <laughs> that controller's pause button worked. Good but I dream. seriously oh, wow. still have, like, four or five controllers. Of the PlayStation One. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! And I might have just been like an angry kid, just like throwing them <laughs> around my room and stuff. That, I don't know. That's more likely. Probably. <laughs> I've, I've said this before. I hate the PlayStation controller, and I think up till now, like the PS4 controller, they've got it more ergonomically sound, where it fits in your hand better. Hmm. But yeah. The one through three, I think it just does not fit in your hand comfortably. And I will give them credit. So in 1997, they were the first to do the dual analog controller. They added those two analogs. And it kind of makes sense that their placement is where they are because Mm. they didn't want to screw up what they already had. Right. They didn't want to flip things around. But the fact that they just never changed that. I hate the analogs being right next to each other. Yeah. And it's like I feel like I've earned the right to say how much I hate this controller because I've played a ton of PS4 games at this point and yeah. each time I'm just like why why did they make it this way <laughs> you have a real vendetta there <laughs> it's terrible yeah <laughs> I've gotten used to it I yeah. just don't even think about it anymore at this point I get all switched up when I play the switch no pun intended yeah I understand 
But um, yeah, they didn't change anything until the PS4, right? It was like the exact or almost the exact layout from the original PlayStation up to the PlayStation 3. Yeah, and I mean, still same layout, just like it's more, it fits in your hand a little nicer. Yeah, it, it's a lot the nicer. The PlayStation on PS4. controllers just they just feel really small, right? Super mm. small. Yeah, like the the grips are pretty short. Yeah, mm. like your hand just doesn't fit around them, right? Yep. I'm with you there, but I, I still think you're just a Nintendo junkie. <laughs> well, that's true, but <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. I still, I mean, the Xbox controller was is one of the best controllers ever made. I agree. Not the original. That thing was like as big as <laughs> not your head. The Duke. No. <laughs> the Duke. The hamburger. That thing was massive. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me throw... Let's see. How many facts? I'll oh, just get one more fact for you. So when it launched, it had 13 launch games. Air Combat, Battle Arena, Toshinden, ESPN, ESPN Extreme Games, Killeek, the DNA Imperative, never heard of that. <laughs> NBA Jam Tournament Edition, very nice. Power Serve 3D Tennis, The Raiden Project, Rayman, Ridge Racer, Street Fighter, The Movie, Total Eclipse Turbo, Twisted Metal, and Zero Divide. Now, I'd only heard of like three of those games. I like yeah, that ESPN, ESPN Extreme Games is on there. That's probably like bowling and... Uh... I don't know, NASCAR? I don't even know what that would be. <laughs> yeah, that's it's probably a NASCAR game. <laughs> extreme. It's an extreme game. Yeah. I, um, I did play some Twisted Metal back in the day. A time or two, I would say. Yeah, that one was Twisted fun. Metal was good. Just driving cars, blowing each other up. Yep, basically. Good multiplayer game. <laughs> so, Mark, you said you've, well, I guess both of you, but you have experience. You've got a, a few games you want to talk about on the PlayStation 1. Yeah. Um, I, I guess before I get to that, one other note I have written down on the console itself. Uh, our original PlayStation 1 would, the games would lock up like every 15 minutes. Like they'd just freeze, the sound would freeze, everything would Oof. freeze. And mm -hmm. you could take like, if you just knocked on the lid just right, like you, you kind of pegged the lid with your fist, it would like shake it back into playing form. So like oh, the wow. game would unfreeze, but you had to literally like just kind of punch it to get <laughs> it. It's like kicking a tire in a car, right? It, it, you would like just hit it and it would sometimes just snap the game back in motion. Old reliable. But like sometimes, sometimes I would sit there and just, just knock on the top of that thing for... 10 15 minutes and then you'd hit it just right and it'd kick back into into motion mm. i wonder how common that was because i actually read in my research that there there was a lot of technical issues with freezing and and things like that but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know Game-wise, I, I only have two games, actually, because I already touched on the demo discs earlier, but the first game is Spyro the Dragon, yeah. <laughs> which I'm sure you guys have heard of. Of course. And, and I specifically remember that that was the first game that I got for Christmas that was my game and not my brother's game. Nice. So I, I didn't need his permission. The only rule that was standing in my way at that point was if he wanted the console to play it, it was his. So, uh, okay. uh, but I at least had my own full-length game to play. 
And I remember that I played the crap out of that game until I hit a spot, maybe like 15, 20 hours in that I just could not figure out, like a puzzle I couldn't figure out. Mm -hmm. And it's probably, till this day, one of the few games that I have ever not completed all the way through. Really? Just could not figure it out. And And now I would say I'm like a completionist to a fault. Like I have to beat a game fully. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of the few games that I played that did not make it all the way through, and I was probably just too young and stupid to figure out a simple puzzle, honestly. <laughs> but uh, Spyro the Dragon is my first yeah. game. Well, that that trilogy was remade, and it's on Xbox One. You should get it and try again. I'm terrified. What if I fail again and I'm just a <laughs> stupid human? Well, now you got the internet that can help you through it. If That's you need true. To. <laughs> You're gonna complete it and be like, "Oh my gosh, this whole chunk of my childhood is now complete." It'll yeah. feel great. It will. Sure, I'll, I'll get right on that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Did you say you had another game? Yeah, my other game is um, Final Fantasy IX. Oh, I, which... yeah, I was trying to think which game you loved that you played a lot, and I couldn't remember if it was nine or six. Nine. So I have probably played Final Fantasy Nine more than any other game, besides my like three-year stint being a, a wow <laughs> crack addict. <laughs> um, but no, I, I played Final Fantasy Nine. I beat it at least twice in my middle school and high school years. Huh. And then when I was in college, every single summer I would replay it. So I beat it another four times throughout college. And then I've played it at least once or twice since then. So I've literally probably beaten that game seven or eight times. And I think it's like a, at least a 50 hour game. Oh, definitely. Wow. And some of, some of those times I beat it like to a hundred percent, didn't miss any of the little collectibles. And that's the kind of game where like, it's probably a hundred hours to beat it and not miss any little like Easter egg throughout the course of the game, you know? Right. Huh. That's crazy. I've I've never gotten into the Final Fantasies, so I I can't speak much about them. Yeah. The, the other thing that was interesting with those games was that within the game there's always some kind of a mini game. Mhm. Um so like for Final Fantasy 10 there's a game called Blitzball, but Final Fantasy 9 had a, a card game inside of it. Mhm. And like hmm. beating that card game and and collecting all the cards would earn you like new weapons and stuff. So, um, hmm. I probably played that game, you know, on each of those playthroughs for 20 hours at least, that little mini hmm. game. Okay. And now even to this day, I'll, I play I play Hearthstone and Gwent, so I'm still stuck on uh, <laughs> those card same games. card games. Okay. That's cool. That's, I, yeah, that's I don't really sweet. have any comments for you. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> I also, also, random tidbit... Each for Final Fantasy it was one of those games where you had to. Um, there's like four discs for it, so you'd get to mm-hmm. the end of one and say insert disc number two. Right. At some point, I lost disc number three, oh. so I went online and bought all four discs again. Yeah. And then I found disc number three at a later date, <laughs> so I have oh. eight total discs for the, for Final Fantasy Nine. It's laying around somewhere here. <laughs> you just need one more disc. You'll have nine for nine. 
<laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> That's there. There's some I don't know symbolism there. That's, yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, shall we talk? Uh, shall we move on to the PS2? Yeah, Bring we. Bring it on. We certainly can. All right, let's do it. So first off, uh, I don't have a ton of facts for you because for the most part, this was a pretty, you know, it's a smooth transition into a a sequel console. There's not a lot of crazy historical facts here, but I do have a few. (laughs) But uh, anyway, so PS2 came out March 4th of 2000 at 299 bucks, which was pretty common for the 2000s. I threw that in a a calculator for inflation and that's about $445 (laughs) now which Hmm. I think makes sense because most new consoles are like 500 bucks so still about the same price but what the craziest thing here and I think this had so much to do well maybe not so much but a big part of their sales could be the fact that it came with a DVD player and Mm -hmm. I I was curious. I was looking this up around 1999, 2000. It's like when DVD players were getting popular, and they were the same stinking price. So it yeah. was like buy a three hundred dollar DVD player. Yeah, why would you not? Or buy a three hundred dollar DVD player that is also a game console. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people just use their PS2 as their their DVD player. Yeah. Back when I was a very upset young young human being who got really mad that the ps2 was selling more than the gamecube i was doing a lot of research and i was asking a lot of people in the magazines and my friends were all saying the same thing it has a dvd player this is so cool so i mean at the time i was angry but now i mean i used it all the time it was amazing it is because of that or so i think it was the the ps2 is the best-selling console of all time still really yeah so first for some comparison here the game boy is in third place with 118 million sales the ds is at 154 million and then the ps2 is at 157 million so that's funny because yeah nintendo of course their handhelds are up there because their handhelds dominate the market but if you look at just consoles Three of the four are PlayStations. PS2, PS4, and PS1 are wow. in three of the top four spots for best-selling consoles of all time. All yeah, thanks a- to Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> the partnership that never was. Yep. Yep. Hmm. So I just have one ridiculous story I found about this, and that is that for some reason, when this came out, like, it had a lot to offer. The DVD drive, it even had, like, an Ethernet spot on the back for connecting to the Internet. Governments, where especially the Japanese government, was afraid that this was too powerful for the average consumer. <laughs> and that these were instead going to be used in terrorist plots. Mm. This is not a joke. Oh, they thought these were going to be repurposed for some reason in terrorist plots to the point where they were not allowed to export to Iran, Iraq, and North Korea. 
Holy Man, cow. That's awesome. There was there was even a rumor that Saddam Hussein <laughs> Saddam Hussein was stockpiling these these systems to repurpose them. And oh my gosh. Th- which was completely false. That was not the case. And then other <laughs> tech experts were like, "You know he has normal access to like computers. He doesn't need PS2s." <laughs> it's like it's like where did this fear come from? Like how oh, random is that? That's probably why it sold so many uh, so many consoles sold. So Dom's probably bought at least two million of those. No kidding! Like yeah, all those PlayStation files. pipe bombs. Oh, all those ones that got seized. You heard about that, right? Jeez. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's hilarious. And then, do either of you do you remember like the early commercials for the PS2? The early. I, I do not. No. N- nope. So I, th- I had to look them up, but when it was coming out, they hired uh, David Lynch, who's famous for Twin Peaks, hmm. and to make all these commercials for the PlayStation. And they were weird. They are all like very <laughs> Twilight Zone-ish. Mm-hmm. And at no point do they feature like gameplay or the features of the console. It's just this weird Twilight Zone stuff. And it's like PS2, the third place, experiences beyond your expectations. <laughs> it's like, what's the third place? What's I, if the first place is what Earth? What's the second place? And and the PS2 is the third one. Like, what is this? <laughs> it's artistry. It's interpretive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interpret how you will, I suppose. PlayStation third place. I like it. It's, it's taking me to some weird, weird places I've never thought of before. It's yeah. broadening my horizons. <laughs> no kidding. So. And yet it sold as much as it did, so it must have brought some people to somewhere. Maybe it was targeting <laughs> okay. like just stoners or something, and all the stoners <laughs> bought up all the consoles. Whoa. This is wrinkling my brain. Right. <laughs> so uh, that's all the facts I have, but... Uh, what what were your experiences? Let's, we'll start with you, Jake, with just like getting a PlayStation, and and especially you being a Nintendo fanboy at heart. Mm. So the PlayStation Two, uh, mm-hmm. that one took a lot of mental convincing because I was so hardcore Nintendo, and I thought to myself as I was getting older, I suppose, becoming a preteen, I was like, you know what? I I can be more grown up about this. I need a DVD player. My awesome GameCube can't play uh, DVDs and there's some really cool games mm-hmm. so I was like you know what screw it I'm gonna get a PlayStation 2 so it was hard for me because I thought I was betraying myself but <laughs> that's how it was and ever since then my games have stockpiled beyond the uh, I guess amount of my Nintendo games and wow. I guess that continued to happen um, I like PlayStation yeah um so what what did you get with it at launch or whenever you bought it when i bought it i got sly cooper and the thievius raccoonus that was one of the early titles for playstation 2 and since then i got like a whole bunch of rpgs uh racing games a lot of different genres but it really I, i really kind of focused in on the adventure games so i really uh liked my adventure games on on the ps2 
Um, yeah, I feel like the 2000s were, or I guess just, you know, the whole older systems in general had a lot mm-hmm. heavier focus on adventure games that we don't really see today anymore. It's true. Yeah, it's true. I, I can't really explain why, but you're you're right. Um, it was a different kind. It was almost like a slower paced kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, like, it just, it felt slower paced playing those adventure games on the PS2. Uh, the biggest one I remember is a game called Roddy Out of Stories, and that was mm-hmm. um, an RPG, and it was a very lengthy game, kind of a sleeper hit. Yeah, I've not heard of it. Yeah, I, I spent so much time with that, and it was almost nonstop time. That and Shadow mm-hmm. of the Colossus, which came out again on the PS4 and looks gorgeous. You would never oh. believe it was a PS2 game. <laughs> I still haven't played that. I need to get that. I'm sure it's super cheap. Uh, it's I think twenty bucks. All right, maybe I'll go not, download that. Not I too feel bad. Like that was that was one of the like blockbuster games that came out that was just ultra hyped and mm-hmm. was kind of like yeah. revolutionary. I never played it, it myself either, but I remember like our friend AJ. Uh, I think he played it back in the day. I remember hearing about it from other friends, but it was it was never one that I got into. Yeah, mm. it was ahead of its time. Yeah, the graphics were a little too good. It made the system chug a bit, but. It was a beautiful game. <laughs> yeah. So what about you, Mark? What was your experience getting a PlayStation 2? So for me, it was a Christmas gift. And, you know, I, ha- I have a December birthday. And I would always get screwed on my gifts because my birthday is December 23rd. So people would say, here's your Christmas and birthday gift. Happy birthmas. Yes. And uh, for the PlayStation, my parents warned me, like, hey, this is more than we usually spend on you. So if you want us to get this, this is going to be your birthday and Christmas gift. Mm -hmm. But I I remember getting it, and my family kind of has a rule on Christmas, like, we're going to spend time as a family we're not going to unwrap all your toys and stuff like you can you can actually unwrap them but you can't start playing with them until either that night or or the day after whatever Mm -hmm. and and i remember just staring at that thing wanting to hook it up and (laughs) and get running with it because i had been waiting for months to actually unpackage it and play it and it's tough when you're when you're a young kid when you see like your your friends are coming to school every day and talking about it, right? Right. And the games they're playing, how cool they are and how much better they look than the PlayStation, which is what I'm, you know, I got my other, my PlayStation, I'm still punching the top of its lid to try and get it to work. <laughs> um, but you asked him what the first game that, that he played was, and I think mine was this game called Knockout Kings, which was hmm. a boxing game. Oh, really? And I, I okay. for the life of me, do not know why that would have been the first game that my parents bought me. It was like just a straight violent game, which <laughs> is usually what they were against. Interesting. Um, but I think that was that was uh, the first game I ever got, which is kind of bizarre. And I actually, fun fact, I, I actually played through that game probably a year ago or so. Hmm. Crappy graphics and all. <laughs> yeah, you you get your PS2 back out quite often. I, I do. Seems. I mean, it's literally, it's hooked up at all times, even. Yeah. So, it, it probably gets, it, it doesn't get as much run as my Xbox does now, but it, it's it's on every week, at least. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so, that is cool. I'm glad you guys had a good experience with that. I know I, I couldn't quite do it 
I couldn't make the switch from Nintendo, but also I don't <laughs> think I really ever had the money to really make that decision. Yeah. Um, I know I, I, at one point, was like, oh, I want to play through Ratchet & Clank by myself. And I went on eBay and, and ordered one, and then it fell through. The kid just never sent it to me. And so eBay gave me my money back. And then <clears throat> after that point, I had waited so long, I just didn't really care to, to buy another one. But, yeah. Such wow. is life. The tough woes of video games. <laughs> or in this case, lack of. Yeah. All right, so let's let's wrap up the the console talk for now, and we'll get into the games next week because I know Mark is itching to to talk about his favorite games, <laughs> and uh, and me too. There's some good stuff on there. Yeah, likewise. So, but before we go, we're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna come back and play another round of Go On Name Them. Cool beans. we are back so we are going to play another round of go on name them we played this with Lindsay last week and i think it went pretty well jake got dominated by Lindsay, <laughs> so that's <laughs> true he can i am ter- to- i'm terrible at trivia games and in general <laughs> thinking quickly on my feet so <sighs> i have well, i do not have high hopes for myself if it helps maybe you can take some longer pauses and then i'll just edit those pauses out so people oh, nice. think you're doing okay <laughs> okay so I've already explained it again to uh, to Mark, but just to remind the audience. So what this is, is I will give a category and say there are so many things in this category. So for example, let's say, I don't know if this is right, but there's 20 main characters on The Office. How many can you name? And then we'd, we'd go to Mark. He'd say, I can name three. Then Jake would either have to one-up him or challenge him. If Mark fails that challenge, Jake gets the point. So... That's pretty much it. Just one-upping until you can't one-up anymore and you challenge each other. Make sense? Yes. Indeed. So we've got three rounds, and these are all going to be based off of either PlayStation 1 or 2, these questions. So we're going to kick it off with a hard one. Let's see how well you were paying attention. There were 13 launch games on the PS1. Mark, we'll start with you. How many of those games can you name? Uh, two. Jake. Um. Crap. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm going to make you look really good here. Uh, yeah, I, I can name. Oh, gosh. Okay, name them. <laughs> All right, Mark, name them. Name my two? Just yep. two? Just two. Oh, everybody knows ESPN's Extreme Games. Sure. Everybody, NASCAR, <laughs> bowling, <laughs> and then tw- and then twisted metal. There you go. All right, cool beans. Circle, circle gets a square, baby. <laughs> All right, so uh, this one might be a little easier. We'll see what you remembered. We'll start with Jake. Okay. <laughs> there are four buttons on the PlayStation controller, based off of symbols that I told you. How many of those symbols can you remember and tell me why they are designed the way that they were? Jake. I can remember the four symbols and why they were designed. <laughs> All right. I think we just got to challenge you right now then, so name them. Okay. Wait, I, I can't say I know five of the four? 
<laughs> no, you can't. Okay, there's a, there's also a start button. Okay, anyway, uh, the X and the circle and the triangle and the square. The okay, triangle represents them. the head of the player, like the sure. mind-ish. And then the map was the square, so like, you know, the menu. Um, yeah. And then circle and X are uh, yes and no, respectively. That is correct. Way to get stomped on, Mark. I feel like you just handed him the point. So you're like, yeah, hey, we're sorry what happened last week. Yeah, uh, it, it, it was a pity point. You're a, co- you're a co-host of this show. We can't have you just getting stomped by the guests. So here's the point. I feel like that's okay, what well, you're Well, it's kind of hard to come up with these categories. So let's see what, how you do with this next one. So this next one is a little more subjective. So you, you could maybe make an argument that or you'll have to convince me of one of your answers if it comes up. <laughs> But through my knowledge and my research today, I found that there are 20 iconic or like mascot characters across both the PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2. So what I mean by that is, say, if we were talking about Nintendo, it'd be like Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, Samus. You know, what are the, the first party standouts? Now, I will say some on this list are no longer first party but when okay. they appeared on their console, they were. Or okay. at least they were, you know, exclusive to that console. So, Mark, you look like you're cheating and writing something. Well, am I not allowed to write stuff down? <laughs> no. <laughs> when, Just, when, when was I told that rule? I thought it was understood. Stop writing. All right, Mark, it goes to you here first. With nothing. <laughs> well, I have... Oh, and also, if, if any of these are technically like a duo, they only count as one. Okay, that's fair. If well, I have, I have four written down, so I'll right, start with four. Write no more. All right, Mark starts with four. Jake, can you <laughs> one-up him? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can name five. Mark? Um, I'm, I'm going to make you name them. I feel like you're going to get this, but I'm going to You're gonna not going to go higher them. than five? I'm terrible on my feet. I feel like Jake's <laughs> going to screw this up. All right, so Jake, name five. All right, so five PlayStation mascot characters. Um, I'm going to go with Crash Bandicoot. Yep. Solid Snake. Yep. Oh, shoot. Laura Croft. Yep. Spyro. Yep. And Rayman. No. Rayman? But Rayman was a launch title. Can I convince you of that? Uh, but it was a it's a ubisoft it's not a it's not like a sony thing okay then i want to switch to jack and daxter <laughs> what All is right. this what is this <laughs> I, I don't know if i should give that to you we'll because, take a, a well, tie how about a tie because rayman uh, also came out on pc okay well it, it it came to mind and i was confident about it but if you don't want to give me the point it's okay <laughs> Uh, let's see if I can pull up a, a tiebreaker category real quick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the other ones that I had written down on my cheat list was Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kratos, God of War. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay. I was typing. Come on. <laughs> uh, and then I had Jack from Jack and Dexter. Mm-hmm. And Crash was my other one I had written down. Okay. Cool beans. That's pretty good. I did play some Crash Bandicoot back in the day. That was the first big PlayStation game I got uh, that into. That might that might have actually 
That might actually have been one of those, the first, like, games that I got with, uh, you know, on the launch or when I at least picked it up or whatever. Yeah. Those were fun games, weren't they? Yeah, keep talking. I found a category. I just got to make sure it works. Cool beans. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot 2. That's the one I started with. I played a lot of those. I just remember it was kind of almost like Indiana Jones or something. Like you'd run from boulders yeah. and jump yep. over stuff. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, it, w- it was just like that, you know? Like the way the levels were laid out, you go through all the traps and everything. Yeah. And then I also had a game called, like, I think it was called Crash Bash. And oh, it was, dude, that game was great. And it was yeah. like, um, what, what's the Nintendo, like, uh, Mario Party? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was kind of yeah, like yeah. Mario Party, but yeah, that was that, that was Naughty Dog's early years. I remember Not when like Naughty I'd Dog. start the game up, and I'd see the the um, Naughty Dog logo. I thought they were talking about Crash, like oh he's he's a Naughty Dog, he's going around <laughs> breaking stuff. Like I didn't realize that was a company. Like oh you Naughty Dog you. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Yep. All right, yes. this might this might be biased towards one of you. But here we go. In the PS2 version of Star Wars Battlefront 2, there is about 19 heroes that you can play as. Non, you know, non-troops. They're like movie-specific heroes. Yeah. That you can play as in this game. How many can you name? (laughs) Should Should we just go like tit for tat? Like Jake says one, I say one, back and forth. No, you got to one-up each other first. Oh, okay, that's right. This um, is your show. What am I trying to make the rules for? Yeah, I don't know. I can name eight. <laughs> Mark? Ugh. Ugh. Um, I'm going to let you do it. <laughs> right. For the okay. win, can you name eight? Eight. Eight heroes from Battlefront 2 on the PlayStation 2. Uh, Yoda. Yes. Han Solo. Yes. Princess Leia, mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker, Darth mm-hmm. Maul. That's five. Uh, Ayla Sakura. Yep. Boba Fett and Seven. Jango Fett. That is correct. Yeah. Congratulations, Jango. sir. Jake is our winner. Um, you nailed most of them. There's like, you know, there's Anakin as the younger version. There's both versions of Obi-Wan. Mm. There's Palpatine. Uh, General Grievous, Count Dooku, Chewie, yeah, I think he, Mace Windu, Kiati Mundi. Yeah, I think that's it. So, there cool. you go. Well done. Good game, Mark. Kud- kudos, Jake. I'm <laughs> furious with you. <laughs> I'm right. sorry. Well, let's let's go ahead and wrap it up for this week. Mark, thank you for being here. Hey, it was a pleasure. I loved it. Yeah, uh, I think we might have you back next week to talk more about games. Did I earn that privilege or was that already planned? Like, such a great performance, we'll have you back next week, or was that planned? Well, it was planned, but it's like a reluctant, we've already planned it, so you might as well come back. <laughs> Perfect. See you next week. <laughs> yeah, All right, see you, so, Mark. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, remember, you can check us out on Twitter now, Region Unlocked. And that is it. So, my name's Cameron. And I'm Jake. Have an awesome nerdy week. Sayonara. Who do we got?